Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, I know for a while we've been talking a lot about food. And so we thought it'd be fun to go high-end dining today. But neither you and I have really uh, lived the fine dining life, Doug. No, I haven't. I really fail at dining finely. So uh, we decided to go find somebody that uh, knows what they're talking about. We did. We have... Uh, a really great travel agent with us, another one. His name is Alex Senek, and uh, it's great for you to be on the show. I know you're a fan as well. I know last week we had one of our fans on the show, so two weeks in a row, Doug, we're having uh, fans on the show. And so, Alex, welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug, thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about some signature dining. And, of course, we couldn't have you on alone. We drug the Rope Drop Queen in. Michelle is with us. I know you guys have gotten to do some of the dining together, so we're going to get to hear all about the fancy restaurants, the ones that you need a lot of class for, Doug. I don't know if we have that we much have class. That, no. I, see, now our next Rope Drop trip, no. we talked about some of these, but, you know, we we, yeah. Yeah, we, we did not go there. So By the you, end of the show, we'll find out if we would fit in or not. There we go. So. Yeah. Let's, uh, Doug, I'm going to let you kind of heed this one, so let you talk to Alex a little bit more about answering some of these questions, but I'm really excited to hear about these, because some of them are on my bucket list, so hopefully get some good reviews, and then maybe, Doug, you and I can go the next rope drop trip. Maybe. 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 All right, so let's get into it. So we got Michelle here. Hi, everybody. And, and Alex, so Alex, why don't you tell everybody a little bit of your Disney story? Give us some background. So I, I only went to Disney World one time as a child uh, and actually went to Disneyland first where we did our Griswold family vacation from Louisiana to California. And, uh, and then we went to Disney World just a couple months later. And, uh, but then I didn't go again until I was uh, an adult. And um, I, it was Hurricane Katrina and we were looking for a place to go take a vacation after living with my parents for four months. And we took my youngest to Disney world, uh, between Christmas and new year's, not a good, uh, time to go, but we didn't know any better. And, uh, but we had a, a blast and we got hooked. And then that was what, you know, almost, uh, 11 years ago. And we've been every year since. Awesome. And cool. when did you, uh, decide to become a travel agent? So I guess I've been a travel agent for about four and a half years. We moved from Louisiana to Arizona about nine years ago. I was practicing law and uh, we moved from my wife's job. And so I became a stay-at-home dad and uh, eventually decided to uh, that I wanted to do something different. And uh, I joined uh, MEI Travel about four and a half years ago. 
And one thing I've heard, and this is a good transition, I think, to the show, is that if you're going to be a travel agent, right, Michelle, that you got to test everything out, all the restaurants, all the rides. So this is kind of, uh, you get to go to all these fancy fine dining restaurants, you know, to be able to tell your clients about them. Yeah, you know, you know, we kind of tour a little bit differently than uh, most people where, you know, we definitely do rib drop or try and do rib drop and then uh, go back to the resort because we normally have a, a little one. I have five daughters. And so and then we just normally like to uh, have a nice meal uh, either at the resort. Uh, you know, we normally stay in the monorail just because we've had little ones uh, with us that we always go back. And uh, so we just kind of normally uh, like to have a nice meal in the evening because we know we're going back. And so we're not really rushing to go back and uh, it's nice uh, for us to go uh, sit down, uh, talk about our day and, uh, but also uh, have a nice meal at the same time. Excellent. So tonight we brought you on to talk about fine dining that is offered at Walt Disney world. So let's jump into it. What is the actual definition of signature dining at Disney World? Signature dining, you know, to me is at least something that, that takes two credits on the dining plan, two table service credits on the dining plan. Uh, maybe Michelle uh, knows a little bit better than I do, but, you know, to me, that's what the definition of signature dining is. It, you know, I, I guess it has a, a dress code as well, uh, but, you know, it's it's Disney World, so as long as you're you know not in a swimsuit or cut off you know clothes, uh, you're going to be uh, fine to be dressed that way. So Doug, you can wear shorts and flip flops. Yeah, you can if you go to most of them. There um, is one that you cannot go to uh, with flip flops on, Doug. Well, then so I'm out. Victoria and Alberts, which actually is not on the dining plan, um, you cannot wear. What would Victoria and Alberts take? Like seven credits. If it was on the dining plan, like, you don't here's all my credits. Yeah. Okay. Victoria and Alberts, you have to be at least 10 to go, and uh, you have to wear a coat. So. Yep, no kids. Yeah. No kids. No kids. Nor, you know, even 11-year-olds, they can go. But should they go, that's another topic. So, Alex, where have you eaten recently? Well, we just did, I guess, seven nights at the Beach Club, and we did – Yachtsman one night, and then we did Yachtsman Steakhouse at the Yacht Club, and then we did California Grill at the Contemporary, and then we did, oh, what was our last, oh, Monique and I went on a date night, and we did Gico at the Animal Kingdom Lodge at Jumbo House. So you've eaten in a few of these places really recently, and some others not quite as yeah. recently. Yeah, and the uh, past year, I guess we've been to Flying Fish. Artist Point, Boathouse, Tiffins, Brown Derby, Kappa, Blue Zoo. So uh, I think I've been to most of them. The only one that I haven't done, the the Luau. I haven't done Il Molino. And then I haven't done uh, STK. That's yeah. an impressive or pa- list, or, though. Or Paddlefish. Paddlefish is brand new. So. We'll give you a pass on that one, I guess. Yeah. You get till the end of 2017 to get them done, Alex. Yeah. I was well, going to say by the end of Food and Wine Festival, something like that. We need a hard deadline. So you've eaten a lot recently. Um, one kind of question that I had is the fine dining at Disney World. I've eaten a lot of fine, what I consider fine dining on the cruise ship. How does what you find at Disney World, like in the resorts, in the parks, compared to the type of food that you get on the cruise line? You know, generally, I think the food at Disney World, um, I adhere to kind of the appetizers are where the, their chefs are more adventurous. 
and uh, and so that's where the chefs will take some uh, a different uh, you know get some different flavor profiles and have some different more exotic choices just because it's smaller, easier to easier to plate as opposed to the entrees that I think they play a little bit safe. The entrees, some of them are fantastic, like the fillet mac, with mac and cheese at Gico. I think the entrees are safe, but the appetizers are the way to go. Cruise line might be a little fancier then in general. Mm. No, I think that I think they're pretty they're pretty similar. I think the okay. the cruise line, you know, uh, at least in my experience, entrees are you know also pretty safe, and you find that the I find the appetizers to be much better on the cruise line than they are than that than the entrees are. Where would like Palo and Remy fall equivalent to Remy a, a would, restaurant? Yeah, Remy would be right a step below Victorian Alberts if okay. not on par and then Palo would probably be in that, you know, maybe the California grill Narcusis, you know, realm I'd put, you know, Palo up, you know, uh, compare them to both of them, especially, you know, yeah. ser- you know, the whole, whole package, you know, ambiance service, variety of choices, you know, wine cocktail list, all those things all combined, you know, at, at Palo is, is just as, as good as probably California grill and, and Narcusis in my opinion. Let's move on. Let's do a few top five lists here. We're going to start with the top five overall signature dining, best things to do using your dining plan, deluxe dining plan, or maybe tables in Wonderland, the top five overall. My top five overall, you know, just on, again, a combination of food, ambiance, service, which is service to me is is at the signature restaurants. That's where you're going to find the more mature and seasoned servers who who really know how to uh present a meal you know my top five is from going for number five flying fish at the boardwalk uh and then narcusis then california grill then Gico, and then number one would be victorian alberts and it's not really close even though i love Gico. just there's not much comparable to victorian alberts I think something people might need to know is that we're naming restaurants. We're like, maybe I haven't heard of these. These are not you don't you don't find these in the parks. A lot of the fine dining are at the uh, deluxe resorts. Yeah, that's right. So Victorian Alberts is at the Grand Floridian. Gico's at Animal Kingdom Lodge. California Grill is at Contemporary. Narcusi's is at Grand Floridian, and then the Flying Fish is at the Boardwalk. So Alex, out of those five, um, do any of them have a dish? It's like your favorite dish that you look forward to having when you go back or anything like that. Well, the, you know, like I said earlier, the, the filet with the mac and cheese at Gico is just uh, outstanding. Just melt in your mouth. Uh, fantastic uh, dish. Uh, the sushi at California Grill uh, and the flatbreads are actually a, a fantastic way. Monique, when we went uh, I guess in July, uh, we just ordered appetizers. And so we got the, uh, the sushi, which was fantastic. Narcusis, they used to have, uh, Narcusis, my wife got the, the lobster ravioli that she loved. We're from Louisiana, but I live in Arizona. So anytime we're in, we're in Florida, we're always ordering some kind of fish. And so, uh, whatever the fish dish I, I would highly recommend at Narcusis. And then, uh, at flying fish, they used to have, the uh, I thought the best steak on property, and then but uh, they when they did the refurb, uh, they've kind of uh, changed up the menu up. I had uh, I guess an octopus appetizer there that was just fantastic. So and and again that's uh, flying fish one of those 
ones where the service you I sat at the bar and you just get to know that some of the bartenders, the bartender he'd been working there for, you know, ten years. You just get those those servers, those cast members at the signature restaurants that, that just have a vested interest and in, and in know all about the restaurants, know all about the the you know, the customers because people who keep coming back and back and then are able to just provide that just little extra Disney touch that you'd you'd expect. Michelle just pulled a picture of the uh, filet with the mac and cheese up on her computer, and I, I think I'm hungry now. I just wanted to see if it was a filet mignon or what that what kind of filet. She's pretty picky. About I don't like meat. fish, you know. So, yeah, it looks yummy. She has yet to find a steak on vacation that she really loves. Well, we'll have to post that uh, picture or picture like it up on our social media yeah. this week, or, or yeah, just text so, it to me. How about that? I want to see it. You want to drool too? Yes, I so, do. Here's a very critical follow-up question to your top five overall. If we decide to go and take our children, um, we have two daughters that would really want to know if their favorite food groups of yellow and brown are there. Mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, are they present on the kids' menu? Absolutely. We took our uh, oldest three to California Grill when they're with us. I've taken, we didn't take them to Juco because we use that as, as our as our date night and that's African flavors. So it's a little bit more adventurous, but still you could, you know, there are, uh, even at the signature restaurants, there are opportunities for the kids to enjoy it. Uh, I would say uh, you'll find more kids at California Grill just because based upon the location. And then also Narcoosie's, we, you know, we actually brought all of our kids to Narcoosie's and uh, they really enjoyed it. You know, either it's from, you know, a fish dish or maybe fried shrimp, but they all have some kind of burger or some kind of steak that they're going to, uh, they're going to be happy with. Well, let's move on to the next top five here. And uh, say you want your fine dining, but you don't want to leave the parks because you got that fast pass for Toy Story or Soren coming up. So what are your top five for in the parks? Well, here's kind of a, uh, you know, there's only five that signature restaurants are actually in the, in the parks. And so should have went top uh, two. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my favorite is actually Tiffin's. It's the brand new one at the animal kingdom. That's right at the entrance to Pandora Tiffin's. They just, it's just a very neat atmosphere. Go to the Nomad Lounge before have a drink and then go enjoy a, a fun meal at Tiffin's. Uh, you can combine um, a Rivers of Light package with Tiffin's if Rivers of Light is showing that night. So that's uh, that's my favorite. My, I guess right below it would be uh, the Hollywood Brown Derby at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, same deal with Hollywood uh, Brown Derby. You can do a, uh, a, a package with Fantasmic, which is a pretty good use of of your credits if you if you if you're on the dining plan uh i love the atmosphere in the hollywood brown derby a uh, little pro tip is that they have one of the the, the best bathrooms in yes. the whole park and so it's quiet it's clean and you can and go use the restroom there uh what i like about hollywood brown derby is what we do is we go for lunch uh just because i don't particularly care for much of the counter service options at the studios and you can go get the cob salad and uh and go sit and enjoy and ha- have a nice lunch and, Derek, and nice air conditioning so Derek, that's been two and, guests in a row that have bashed the counter service options in the studios they just they just nobody likes it i you oh. gotta have your uh chicken and waffles that's i don't know that's about oh. all you can get anymore that's pretty much it and <laughs> two people in a row just like ah. Who wants to eat lunch there? Well, just wait. The studios is going to change, and, and everyone there's going to be some amazing Star Wars dining, and and that will and some this, awful pizza this list will change completely. Way. I'm sure when that when those new restaurants come out, because everyone's going to want blue milk. You think that will uh, be on a fine dining menu? Absolutely. 
maybe you got to get Star in Wars a galaxy resort. far away. Gotta, yeah, the new resort they're building. That's where we'll see the fine dining. So, all right, Alex, sorry to interrupt. It was just cr- super critical. I got that in there. Um, you were no. talking brown derby. Yeah. And, uh, so I'd, Avoiding I'd... chickens and waffles. Yes. Well, the studios, it just, it just needs a lot of help. So, but, uh, and then I guess to round out the top five, uh, La Cellier at Epcot and the Canada Pavilion filet with mushroom risotto and the cheddar cheese soup, the pretzel bread. It's harder to get into La Cellier. It's not as hard as it used to be, but, uh, it's still a favorite of, of my clients who, uh, want to have something, a nice meal at Epcot. And then uh, I prefer Monsieur Paul, which is at the French Pavilion. Uh, Monsieur Paul, uh, it's decidedly French, where uh, it's only French wines and champagnes on on the uh, the the menu. There are no cocktails. There, are, I guess, there are a few beers. And then the rest, the servers, cast members are all French, and the menu is pretty French. You have to be pretty adventurous, which is why I, I love the food there. But it's since it is so uh, French, so authentic that it it. it probably doesn't uh get ranked as high as it should and then rounding out uh unfortunately the cinderella's royal table uh i just think uh the food is is average the atmosphere is great the characters are great the use of time is fantastic uh i just think the uh the service and the food uh could be improved so that's why it gets uh, last. Yeah, I feel like the service is kind of on par with other character meals, even though they're uh, trying to serve fine dining. They're trying. They attempt. Well, for a table service menu with tip included uh, where you're ordering, you know, uh, you should get better service. And yep. uh, at least in my experience, I've just had so-so service. We're going in a few weeks for dinner uh, before not so scary. So, uh Hopefully, I'll have a better opinion uh, in a couple of weeks. Be interesting to follow up on that one. That's the in the parks we've done overall. Now, there's another group of people that travel to Disney World that's a little different when it comes to planning, and that's your first timers. Um, you don't necessarily want somebody going for their first time to Disney World ever to just eat at fine dining. They want to experience everything. So, what when it's time to get away from the character buffet? What are your top five for first timers? and why my top five for the first timer uh number one is uh california girl at disney's contemporary resort just the combination of food atmosphere service ambiance uh we we just went uh, in july uh we had two uh children uh within about five minutes uh spill their drink everywhere and our server just was on top of it uh made sure everything was okay we had a few tears but uh, he just did everything right, uh, came back, you know, like it was no problem whatsoever, uh, had the Mickey confetti there, brought, you know, the, the drinks with a smile. He was just fantastic. And then you just can't beat the view from uh, top of the contemporary. If you go early enough and you, and you do uh, want to go to the park, you can still go back there if you have your receipt. And so you can go watch the, the fireworks from up there. The view, uh, Happily Ever After, is just as good viewing up there as uh, Wishes was. So, and then the food, you know, just, uh, you know, again, we've I've had, you know, from the flatbreads to the sushis to the, I guess, we I think we got some baby back ribs that were just ridiculously good. We got some calamari. That was fantastic. My kids, they had steak, which they, they loved. Um, so, you know, I have yet to have a bad meal at the California Grill. Number two is Narcusi's at the Grand Floridian. Uh, again, it's seafood focused. Uh, why 
if you're staying on the monorail and uh, you don't want to do California Grill, you can't get into California Grill. The one I recommend to our clients is Narcusi, especially if you're staying at the Grand Floridian or the, or the Polynesian. It's just so nice, especially if you're going back to the resort to, to rest, relax, swim, whatever in the afternoon. If you go, go have a nice meal at Narcusi's and then you can go, you know, onto the park of your choice that evening, uh, particularly the Magic Kingdom, just because the boat launch is just right there. Number three would be Tiffin's. Tiffin's wasn't in my top five overall, but uh, if you're a park visitor, you know, first time visitor, Tiffin's is, you know, certainly convenient and it's a gorgeous uh, restaurant that's really conveniently located. Pandora, go to go to Tiffin's, have a nice meal. Uh I had the, the chicken, I guess, Michelle, you had the the short rib, which I've had really liked. My kids had the pasta, which which they enjoyed. And then go see Pandora at night just because you're right there. It's a just kind of a great use of your time uh, for a first time visitor. What do you think about Tiffin's, Michelle? Yeah, it was really good. I was a little nervous because I'm not so big on the fine dining, but um, the the short ribs, the strip loin was, was really good. The desserts were amazing and they come out looking uh very like fabulous like like they look like the pictures it looks like it's a flower but it's edible and it's yeah yeah tiffin's is is one of those fun uh where you know you just don't think you're in a theme park at all you just when you when you walk in you're kind of totally lost in in the experience and you, you know don't realize it's still animal kingdom hot out there so after tiffin's where would you uh tell those new visitors to head same it's the same along the line as as tiffins i'd go back to to be probably brown derby uh again i you know some of the uh, options at uh the studios just aren't my favorite and so and I, I do love uh the brown derby i like it a little bit better than the yeah it probably has to do because it's easier to get into just like uh Doug, when you talked about when you were the dining uh, reservations, you know, most of the times you can actually get into the signature signature restaurants, which is another reason why don't shy away from them. Uh, if, if you can't get into your first choice, try some of the signature dining uh, because you normally can get you can normally get in and they have some safe options that, you know, they have some adventurous options. But it's a, you know, they're normally really good and it's great service. Just because there is availability for an ADR doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just you know, a lot of them are two credits. They cost a little bit more. That's probably why they're available. It doesn't mean that just because it's hard to find a reservation at Sci-Fi, that Sci-Fi is actually better food than the Brown Derby. I mean, they're pretty equivalent in my experiences. Um, just what? No, not at all. Don't Sci-Fi. You don't oh, go good, for the food. Good thing that uh, Alex just booked me a Sci-Fi reservation. Thanks for getting my hopes up for that. Just like Brown Derby, Derek. With the little kids, sci-fi is a perfectly, perfectly good meal. Uh, What I'd tell you to do is get a babysitter for for your kids and go back at that evening and go to Brown Derby. Take your wife to Brown Derby and uh, and enjoy that as well. I keep trying to talk Doug into coming down and and, you know watching our kids for us while we do uh, a couple date nights at Les Celiers and a couple of these other ones. But uh, he hasn't jumped on board with that idea yet. I don't babysit. It's called parenting, though. Parenting. It's called parenting. parenting. Now, another good point with Brown Derby is you could get a Fantasmic package as well. So no need to waste your fast pass on it. You can get a dining package and get good seats for the show. All right, so what rounds out the number five spot for new? Uh, Number five for first-time visitors, I would say La Cellier. Again, it's uh, the same kind of logic with Tiffin's and Brown Derby. You're in Epcot. Uh, you want a, a nicer meal uh, or, you know, you have a preference for steak uh, or poutine or thing, you know, 
Uh, I really like uh, Lasselier. Uh, we haven't been in a while. It's on my list to go back and, and try. But, uh, you know, the, we went uh, a couple of years ago, uh, had a great uh, experience. It's dark and it's quiet. And uh, it's it's actually, you, you know, you feel like you're in a cellar. Yeah. And so service is good. Canadians, nice people. And so uh, I, I, that's where we'd be. I've been. Y'all been to Lasselier, right? We have. Um, I like the pretzel bread. One of the important things for us is the bread service. We put a lot of value into the bread service. Um, even though we did not have our children with us at that one, like they eat a lot of bread. They can eat their weight in butter. That's kind of concerning on the cruise ships. I think the waiters were kind of actually concerned. But I like the pretzel bread. Um, Shell, what did you have? When you I were... had the filet mignon. Everybody knows I'm a steak person, and it was it was amazing. But I like the atmosphere. I think the best, even more than the food. Just cozy. We had a date night. Dark and cool. Yeah. When it was 90 degrees out, you felt like you were down in a cellar where it should be like 50 degrees. So I like that about it. So, all right, that's a great list. Uh, three different lists, really. So, um, what are some other things for you experts here that plan people's trips that you need to know when you're doing fine dining at Walt Disney World? If I'm new or I've never done the fine dining. What kind of tips should I have? Well, I guess with signature dining first, you know, it is, you know, it's going to be two table service credits on the uh, dining plan. So you're going to want to make sure that uh, you are not ordering the vegetarian option or you're not going to go and split a meal. You just need to make sure that you are uh, getting the value out of the credits that you are going to use. Uh, second, it, you know, you can wear shorts and uh, certainly you can wear, uh, flip flops or things like that, but you're going to want to, you know, maybe dress up a little bit, uh, a little bit nicer, uh, even though you can go in, in the park. What about ADRs? I know you guys mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, how are some of these are, re- you said what's, some are easy. Some of these are a little what's the hardest to yeah. get out of that list. The hardest is probably going to be the chef's table at Victorian Albers just because there's only one person, yeah. you know, per, per day. Uh, and, you know, Victorian Albers is pretty just because they only have a set uh, number of tables per night and uh, and they only have one or two seatings per night. And so they'll do like maybe a six o'clock and then maybe an eight thirty. Uh, and so that's where it's hard. Um, California grill is, is hard, especially around fireworks times. You know, it's hard to get into La Cellier just based upon size. It's hard. Uh, obviously, uh, Cinderella's roll of table is one of the hardest to get, uh, you know, but that's, you know, just because basically it's, uh, characters and things like that uh otherwise you know you can normally find you know availability pretty much uh at most of them you know either while you're down there or you know just about any time you're you're booking so uh any places that are still signature dining that didn't make either of these top lists that still be worth the time and the money like you wouldn't tell somebody oh don't eat there um so what what restaurants are those so for a while, I actually liked Citrico's at the Grand Floridian more than Narcusi's until our, our last meal at Narcusi's, and then it just kind of put it above. Uh, Citrico's, um, it's in the main building, and it's right actually next door to, to uh, Victorian Alberts. And so uh, it doesn't have that ambiance and atmosphere that Narcusi's do. Narcusi's is based upon the, the crown room at the Hotel Del Coronado. And so, and it's right on the water. And so, and you can actually hear the uh, music for uh, 
for the fireworks happily ever after out on the the deck at uh, Narcusis, which is another, if you know, you're not, uh, at California grill, you can still see the fireworks from Narcusis, which is fantastic. Um, I, I like Yachtsman steakhouse as well. We went, uh, in July and I thought my meal was okay. I've had better steaks. I would do flying fish before I do Yachtsman. And, uh, the only reason we chose Yachtsman because we were staying at the beach club and it was raining. And so we didn't want to walk over sure. to flying fish in the rain in, um, but I, I thought my meal at Yachtsman was, was good. It was easy to get into, you know, we were a party of eight, uh, the kids, you know, were fine, uh, sitting there probably, you know, three quarters of the tables had, had kids at them. So we didn't feel out of place. Did um, you, uh, get to pick your cut of meat there? Like, is that where you get to look at the cow and say, I want that part? Well, they have them, they have them dry aged when you walk in, but you know, I did not actually go specific, specifically pick out which piece that I wanted. So, okay. um, but you can't but, uh, like pick different cuts of meat, like out of the, the, the yeah, it's, bins, yeah. Right? Yachtsman's a, a full on steakhouse. So they have, okay. you know, just about every choice. I mean, Disney, they have uh, decreased the availability of some of the options that you can choose, you know, just to kind of make it more efficient on their end. But, uh, yeah, there are uh, several different cuts that you can choose from at, at Yachtsman. Uh, this, this, and that's a typical steakhouse where, you know, you're ordering the steak and then the sides, uh, you know, are, are coming a la carte. And so I, uh, I like Yachtsman. Uh, it just wasn't my wasn't my favorite. I, again, Jico was was much better. And if you're going to take a night out, uh, and, and, you know, unless you're staying at the Yacht or Beach Club, it's not a place I would go to for a special trip. Uh, and so I would do Flying Fish uh, before, um, we did artist point in May. We did that for the first time since we stayed at the wilderness lodge before we went on the dream. Um, I liked artist point. I didn't love it. I wanted to love it and I just didn't. Uh, we, uh, again, this is one of those where the, I thought the appetizers were way more successful than the, our entree was. We got, uh, the sushi, which was, it was humongous and it was fantastic and i was very very happy and then we got a little full and we had the uh the salmon and i wanted to love it and i just didn't and so i was kind of disappointed uh on the salmon and maybe obviously your your mileage are very at restaurants and maybe it just was an off night or maybe it was just me maybe it was and so um i didn't like the atmosphere at, at artist point either um, we, uh, I guess maybe that had to do the construction, uh, and that it just wasn't as what we, what we wanted. And so, but that is, uh, another one that I was really wanted to love. And I just kind of didn't, again, if you're staying at the Wilderness Lodge, you know, it's certainly a place I'd recommend just because based on convenience. But if you're on the monorail, I do California grill or Narcoosies or Citrico's, you know, anytime before heading over to, to Artist Point. So with Artist Point, so being a place named after, uh, location in yellowstone in the middle of wyoming they, they had sushi on the menu huh and salmon it just that seems odd it should be like all bison basically they and, they and had elk. bison yeah did they they, okay. they did they did okay. have bison uh it was their signature dish is that cedar okay. plank salmon all right i and feel so, better and now that i know yeah. it's on the menu all right it yeah. should be all bison and elk that's all there is there just bison elk elk bison they get in the way stop up traffic all right Carry on. Sorry for my interruption. So, and, I, and there's just a couple more um, signature restaurants. We, uh, I guess we stayed at the Four Seasons for my 40th birthday last year, and we did Kappa, 
which is their steakhouse. And uh, I thought Kappa was fantastic. Uh, another uh, pro tip is that from the top of Kappa, you can see all of the uh, fireworks. You can see illuminations, you can see happily ever after, and you can see the Star Wars fireworks. And so that's one of the, and we were the only people out on the deck. And so it was like, we could see them all. You couldn't hear the music or they didn't have the music piped in like they do at California grill, but Kappa, uh, if you're again, looking for, you know, you have a date night and looking for a place to go, um, you know, take a, uh, Uber or a Lyft over to, uh, to the four seasons and go up to Kappa. It is uh, a Spanish style steakhouse. And so same, you know, we had some, uh, uh, Iberian ham that was just fantastic with the, on our cheese plate. Uh, I think Monique had a, a sea bass that was just fantastic. And so I, I really, really liked Kappa a lot. Uh, another one of my favorites, uh, and it didn't make it solely where it is, is, is the boathouse at Disney Springs. Uh, if you're going to make a spe- specific trip out to Disney Springs, uh, and it really just depends on, on how you, how you park, how you, how you travel, how you tour. Uh, some people go to Disney Springs, you know, some people don't, we're, we're not a Disney Springs family, but, uh, the boathouse, uh, is a fantastic signature restaurant, uh, if you uh, like sushi, the Morimoto is also a signature restaurant. I wouldn't probably use my credits at Morimoto just because I would get the sushi and the and uh, the bao and the uh, the dumplings. Uh, but uh, Morimoto is fantastic. I guess Michelle, any other signature places that you've been? Well, I don't know if you're. I mean, they're not fancy food, but they are two um, two dining credits on the dining plan. We've got Hoop Dee Doo, and we've got um, we've already mentioned uh, Cinderella's Royal Table. And there's uh, Spirit of Aloha. Spirit of Aloha. And the and best the, one. And the best one, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Thoughts? Because it's two credits for hot dogs? <laughs> Her yes. barbecue rib. Yep. That are probably just hot dogs that are burnt. I don't know. Yeah, those are, I guess, online with, with uh, Cinderella. Just kind of character meals, kind of experiences. Um I have not done the Luau or the uh, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Uh, we did do Hoop Dee Doo a couple years ago. It took us, you know, uh, probably 10 years to do it. But uh, if you ask my kids from that trip what their favorite thing was, and they'll, they'll tell you it was Hoop Dee Doo. And so my kids just absolutely loved it. Uh, I didn't love paying for my uh, t- 10-year-old as an adult, but uh, with Hoop Dee Doo, uh, it does inclear, uh, include uh, unlimited beer, wine, and sangria. And uh, same with the Luau. Uh, and with um, uh, Hoop Dee Doo now, did you see that you can take the, a minivan straight to Pioneer Hall? Yeah. No, oh, wow. pretty spectacular. Because yeah. yes. that's one of the bad things about Hoop Dee Doo is it, it's almost like you need to pack luggage or like some sort of backpack just to get there for the trek yes. to Pioneer Hall. But uh, yeah, maybe Alden and I will have to do that. I don't know. Might have to go Hoop Dee Doo. Michelle was in the show last time. She was a can-can dancer. It was yeah. spectacular. Yeah. So I don't feel like I need to go relive that. It will never live no, up to it again. Exactly. She's so, done. She's yeah. just like. But I didn't get dessert because no, I was upstairs. No, the dessert. They cleared dancing. our table. And that's all my kids talk about is the dessert. The dessert. They and were like, eating the dessert. She's dancing. I'm filming her. I missed dessert, too. Yeah. So it I was really yeah. disappointing. I don't normally Stra- like strawberry shortcake, and that strawberry shortcake was really good. So oh, thanks a lot. 
Yeah, we'll have to go back at some point. Yeah, I tell my, I tell my clients to go to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, what about you, Michelle, to get to Hoop Doo? Yeah, Magic Kingdom and then boat over. Is that what you do? Yeah, that's, we uh, we drove there and parked, which their parking is not awful. Everybody has a car. No, we had a car that trip. We drove and parked. We had a circle and circle to find a spot. Then you have to get on like a bus to go to a bus to get to a bus to get to the other bus. And, okay, there's not that many buses, but it felt like it. I don't know how people stay at Wilderness Lodge. What about a minivan? Can't you just or, take a minivan right well, there that now? Existed now. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah, but you know most people. They book the really expensive dining, but they won't pay for an Uber to get there in 10 minutes. They'll do an hour's worth of busing to get to their, like, you know, $400 meal for the whole family. So it blows my mind how people won't Uber or now minivan places, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, well, backyard barbecue, really, what are your thoughts? Considering none of us have eaten there, why? Why have none of us eaten there? I mean, I don't know. Reasoning. I could go to a barbecue here. I don't. But Mickey's not at it. I, yeah. Why? Why do you want to spend think... so much money for hot dogs? You know, and are they special Disney magical hot dogs? Are they shaped like Mickey? No. Then no. yep, I'm out. No. Well, I'll I think go. it's it's seasonal, and then it's not every night. I think it's only what Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. At, it's it's do not it every night. Right? Yeah, it's not every yeah, and it's yeah, not every it's night. Sunday and Mondays. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't want to sit outside in the sun and eat in July, or pretty much any other month in in Florida. The luau also outside. Um, we have done that. We did um, the luau fifteen years ago. It hasn't changed much. It hasn't either. changed. It hasn't changed since I was a child, and I did it once as a child too. So we did it on our honeymoon. Um, you get a little necklace of shells and uh the food it's not ohana but it's in the same vein is that fair to say i mean it's not ohana just go eat at ohana there i said it There's, yeah absolutely but, I, someone I agree dances with, that. with fire i mean if dancing with fire is important then it's your show two credits and uh includes alcohol and a tip it's a it's a long show too. It's not like hoop to do is they break it up and it's it's a shorter show. The luau is actually pretty long, and so which is what I always tell people: if your kids can sit still for two and a half hours and, and like banquet food, then, then by all means go you know go do the luau. Buckle up and do it. So, um, any places that are considered signature dining that you would say nope, don't do that. You would tell a client that's like, hey, we really want to go here. That you're just like, no, you don't. What are those places? I had a bad experience at Blue Zoo, and so I know that might be sacrilege on some of the uh, Disney fan communities. But I did not like Blue Zoo, and again, it's you know it's at the the Dolphin, and so if you're gonna you know do a signature meal, I'd, I'd much rather Yachtsman or I'd much rather Flying Fish. I wouldn't go all the way over to to Blue Zoo. Uh, you know, just a combination of not very good food. Ours came out cold. Uh, service was just kind of mediocre and I just thought the the decor and the ambiance just was kind of off-putting and so just wasn't my my favorite experience and that was uh, again my 40th birthday trip where we did uh, we did Kappa we did um, Monsieur Paul uh, we did Blue Zoo and Blue Zoo, Blue Zoo is by far my least favorite um, uh, I've heard 
nothing positive about STK. I've tried to go in there a couple of times and uh, couldn't find a seat at the bar or couldn't find a, a, a cast member to, to, to wait on me and uh, thought it was incredibly loud. And so decided to go to the boathouse, got immediately welcomed in, found a place at the bar and had a, had a great meal. So SDK, you know, not something I've ever been to, um, you know, but not something that I'm actually uh, looking forward to trying. And then I have not done Il Molino or Shula's. I've eaten at a Shula's before. And so we have a Shula's in Phoenix. And so it's just not really on my list to go to go to. Well, that sounds pretty good. Any other dining fine dining questions from you Derek or Michelle or I'm just trying to think of which one you and I are going to go to I don't know I'm just too hungry now yeah we're not going now the next rope drop trip we'll have to we'll have to pick uh, maybe we'll we'll let Alex pick I'll let Alex but he uh we won't even know he's not stealing my clients here you know that no I (laughs) well so is there anything with the dining plan in particular that I need to know, or should I be looking at the deluxe dining plan when booking these meals? Yeah, I'll jump in here. I think the deluxe dining plan is what you would need if you want to do a bunch of these because you get three credits per day, and most or all of these restaurants are two credits um, on the dining plan, two table service credits. So definitely look at the, di- the deluxe dining plan. Um, that'll help you out definitely with uh, places like hoop de doo so you could do like a category two, which isn't like right by the stage, but it's just off to the side a little bit. But that's included in the dining plan and includes the tip. Um, Cinderella's Royal Table is the two um, table service credits. And uh, the Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. You can even do the category one, which includes the character meet and greet. And uh, you get in an hour early um, to the actual pavilion where your dinner is going to take place. So... Um, and you can do that on the dining plan, too, and that's two table service credits. Would the Tables in Wonderland card be a good option if you're doing all these? Yeah, I have the Tables in Wonderland card. I'm an annual pass holder, and so uh, Tables in Wonderland, you can only get it if you're a Florida resident or uh, an annual pass holder. I believe it's $150, uh, and so and it's good for uh, 12 months, plus they give you an additional month. And so it's 13 months. And with that, you get uh, 20% off and it's off both food and alcohol. And so we use that uh, table of one airline card, you know, everywhere we can. And we've definitely made uh, our money back that we paid. And then some with that table on one airline card, table of one airline, you also get a uh, free valet. If you're going to drive, uh, definitely do not drive. If you're going to be drinking, uh, uh, but you do get the valet, especially, and you can get it at Disney Springs as well. You just have to have uh, the receipt from your uh, meal. Uh, they do keep your receipt, so if you need your receipt, just take a picture of it uh, for you know tax purposes or, or just uh, general record keeping. And so, and then, but yeah, so for the deluxe dining plan, I you know, I normally have clients. They'll do a character meal in the morning, and then they'll do a signature meal in the evening, and then that's enough food for the day where you know. You, you don't necessarily have to have to eat lunch or if you want to, you know, grab something, you use one of your snack credits. But uh, the deluxe dining plan, definitely, uh, if you're going to do, you know, two or more signature meals, uh, that's definitely something you should consider. Well, let's wrap it up with our lightning round. Alex, we have a whole bunch of questions for you. You can give quick answers, maybe justify it if we look at you funny, um, and we may either laugh or applaud um, or ask follow-ups. But it's supposed to be quick, but it's usually not. All right, it's all your favorite Disney, 
And we'll start with Disney character. Uh, Mickey. All right. Favorite movie. Favorite Disney movie, probably The Incredibles. Good choice. I forgot to clarify that Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever you need to be in, you know, as long as it's under the umbrella. All right. Favorite Disney park. Favorite Disney park, probably the Magic Kingdom. It's just so iconic. You know, I tell my clients they can get be there for four days and visit the Magic Kingdom all four days and still get value out of their tickets. There's just that much to do. And uh, it's uh, just it's just where I have the most memories with most of my kids. Favorite Disney table service restaurant. Oh, wow. That's pretty. Let me just get real quick. We just we went through all that. Um, sci-fi. No, <laughs> it, it is not Very sci-fi. Nice. Uh, my favorite, I guess, uh, we'll say signature would probably be Gico, and then um, non-signature would probably be Ohana. I guess is probably probably my favorite. You know, good toss to up between Ohana and probably maybe uh, Teponetto. All right, yeah, that's good choices. Uh, favorite Disney counter service if you ever eat there. Uh, we eat, we eat plenty of counter service. Uh, I actually like, uh, the sunshine seasons at Epcot, I guess would be the one in the park. And then, uh, actually probably my favorite would be Gasparilla at the Grand Floridian. Favorite Disney snack. Oh, I listened to your snack episode last week and I, I laughed all throughout the whole, whole episode trying to figure out which my favorite one was. And so, um, I like the citrus swirl is probably there's never a bad time for a citrus swirl uh and then especially since uh, the line is way shorter than yeah. for a citrus swirl than it is for a um uh but now we're on the dining plan for our trip coming up and so i'm interested to see what uh snacks we can get especially since we're going during food and wine yeah push the limits of that snack credit for sure classic attraction peter pan it just uh there's something about peter pan and that's the one uh Peter Pan, and then at least the very, very long wait for Peter Pan when we were when we went, went as a child, and all we ever said was uh, it was worth the wait for for Peter Pan, and then uh, that just something about Peter Pan on on both coasts. That was worth as words I've never said worth the wait after Peter Pan. So I'm glad somebody likes it. Um, favorite modern attraction. Favorite modern attraction. Um, Flight of Passage. And uh, probably uh, Expedition Everest, but Flight of Passage, I thought, was pretty fantastic. I still just hear Derek giggling whenever I think of it. So <laughs> then, it's, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. It was a great was, ride, but I agree. Those are both great rides. If the Yeti worked, yeah. would that be your number one? N- no, I, you know, I, I just think Flight of Passage is the whole kind of package of just, you know, the show building and just the the queue uh you know the 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 pre-shows are a little bit scary that guy kind of freaks me out a little bit but uh i really do like uh i thought it was just a well executed attraction all right favorite disney resort my probably my favorite disney resort would probably be the contemporary i like the kind of combination of uh nostalgia and convenience uh, since you can walk over to the Magic Kingdom, uh, the Kinetic Energy, the Grand Canyon Court, court uh, Concourse, not Courthouse, 
uh, that Mary Blair mural, uh, just kind of that old feel. And then the, the dining between the California Grill and the Contempo Cafe, uh, I'd like uh, the contemporary. All right. We're headed out to sea. Favorite cruise line ship? Uh, cruise line ship. I like the Fantasy. Um, we've only been on the Fantasy once, streamed twice. I uh, thought the Fantasy just got some of those uh, minor ch- tweaks from the from the Dream correct. Uh, going on the Wonder in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to to, to seeing her again. But uh, the Fantasy just uh, thought it was just beautiful and uh, well maintained. Uh, just had every hit all the high notes. All right. If you could name the three new ships, what would you name them? Uh, probably. Well, the problem is you, it's hard to reference or not reference names that are taken by other other cruise lines. So just I, ignore I, the other cruise lines. Well, but you know, because you have what the, you know, Explorer, which but it can't be the Explorer, can it? And it then can. there's a Carnival Dream, so it can, yeah. Yeah, which one was named first? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I about the same age. I just don't want it to be wishes or you know anything like that. I, you know, hopefully they'll they have names for them. Uh, but I just they're not listening anything. right now to find out yeah. what they should name them. So yeah, I don't see. I don't think they have names yet. I think the ships will be done. They'll be like because it's it's hard to get all the you know one word names. Believe, imagination and. Frontier, horizons—they don't go together. The horizons, motion, and energy. Frontier's a little bit too Star Trek, but I do like the imagination. But isn't yeah. isn't there a carnival ship that has yeah. called imagination? Are those really ships? Let's be honest. They are, are ships. Are they? They're big and they float. They might carry freight. I don't know. All right, your top Disney bucket list item to round out the show. A uh, top Disney bucket list item would probably be to, I guess, see all of the the parks, uh, Paris, Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai. You know, why pick one? Right. Well, it, yeah. you said bucket it's list. Bucket so list. It's, yeah. the, the bucket just, list item. There is you go. Visit, I like you. are just flying. Visit, You're doing all in one trip. All. That's right. Them all. So. All right. You know, listen. Something to do we, on your fiftieth birthday, Alex. Yeah, well, that's that's a long way away. <laughs> Somebody has a milestone bir- birthday a lot sooner than that. I don't know what he's talking about. No, I don't know. Well, thank you, Alex, for coming on to the show and talking fine dining with us, Doug. I don't know, after all this, I'm trying to think of my new top five, but for you and I, is there one that you think we might uh, might want to try and get to? Just, just tell, just tell Michelle right now. She is the sponsor of the show, so uh, we can pre-book it. Probably Tiffins or Brown Derby would be where I would go, but uh, that's what I'm. Uh, you know, they're in parks. We like parks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Alex, do you want to tell everybody how they can find you on Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff? Oh, I'm uh, on Instagram. I'm, I'm just at Alex Sinak, and then Twitter is AJ Sinak. And we'll link you in the show notes, so be sure to go down in there and check him out. Uh, and also we'll be posting some stuff uh, throughout the week with um, kind of some of the fine dining. So, Alex, if you have any great pictures, I know Michelle does too, we'll be posting some of those of some of your favorite meals from all across the uh, Walt Disney World resorts. 
Uh, definitely hungry now, Doug. I bet you are too. Mm. If you guys are hungry for some fancy dining, please contact Michelle McKnight, MEI Travel. She, of course, will hook you up 180 days out, make those ADRs to get those fine dining packages. And uh, just cannot recommend either of you guys enough. So thank you so much for always booking my travel, even though, Doug, I did book Sci-Fi and Dine, and I'm looking forward to uh, going back there. As you should. As you should, Derek. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Rope Drop Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Go on to Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us. For Doug McKnight, Alex, and Michelle, thank you for being a part of the show this week. I'm Derek Sassman. Have a good night.